Amen. Well, Father, we do thank and praise you. And we lift you up today. We bless you and we exalt you. Father, we ask that you uh, break open the bread of life for us today so that we will hear the word, true word from heaven and be healed. And we uh, thank you, Father. We thank you for everything that you have done for us. So, Lord, we just bless you today and we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We're, we're going to talk about walking in the will of God. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we walk, but are we in the will of God? We walk, but are we walking the right way? I'll put it like that. <laughs> you know, God has a plan and a purpose for everybody's life. We touched on that a little, on this a little bit yesterday. He has a plan. Amen. And his plan is always good for his people. Amen. God doesn't have a bad plan. Just ask Joshua. And I mean Joshua Diller. Because he, he gave that prophetic word. And I'm telling you that, that word, that was God. And it's working. He said God has a plan. See, God don't need to tell you but a few. All you need is a word from God. And he has a plan for his people. He has a purpose and a plan for everything under the sun. But the problem with us Christians is we try to deviate from God's plan. Amen. Sometimes we do it knowingly. Sometimes we do it unknowingly. But it's kind of, and I'm guilty too. I used to be anyway. I've learned better. You know how it is when you you think you hear God and you think you know what God has told you to do. And then you say, that ain't God. <laughs> I bind you, Satan. So we always want to kick out the real thing, you know. But I'm telling you, if we don't stick with the plan of God, the devil has another plan for us. And it's very subtle. But he has a plan, uh, you know. And we have plans, too. It's called Plan B. And plan B's never work either. Amen. <laughs> so we want to, it's very important that we follow um, God's plan for our lives. Amen. I don't care how much you mess up. God doesn't care. All he cares about is you getting back on the right track. Amen. We talked yesterday about, uh, you know, storm, the storms of life and how when the storms come, you get off course. But God is right there to bring you back on course, just like he did, um, what's his name, the, jo- Jonah, that didn't want to go to Nineveh. God says go to Nineveh. He took a boat going the opposite direction. We do that too. <laughs> we do the same thing. And so God is saying in this hour, I know that he wants us to be uh, to repent and to be very uh, particular about what we do when it's, you know, uh, according to his word. Just obey his word. And if you don't know, because there's plenty of times I didn't know. I said, well, God, I really don't know what to do. Just hang in there. He'll let you know what to do. You know, but that's better than just doing a plan B. Amen. A- Abraham and Sarah did a plan B, you know. Well, you know, I'm in my 80s, you're in your 90s, and God must be telling us to to do this another way. And he said, no, you will be the father of many, many nations. And Sarah, you will give birth to a child. 
And so they did plan B, and when plan B didn't work, then they finally settled for God's plan. God's plan always works, amen. So God wants each and every one of us to finish strong. So I guess you could say that the title of this is Finish Strong. But you have to walk in the will of God to finish strong. And this is why most people don't finish. And those, some of them that do, they crawl to the finish line. (sighs) You know, but Paul finished strong. You know, Paul said, you know, I press toward the goal of the mark of the high calling, however he said it. And you have to press to stay in the right, um, how can I say, to stay in the right uh, area or whatever that God wants you to be. And so there's going to come times when the devil's going to get you confused. I call it the fog. And when the fog comes, and that the clearing is after the fog, but when the fog comes, it's best to just stand still and know that God is God, you know. Stay in the love of God. Stay in the faith of God. And just be still. God is doing something. Even if you get confused, even if you stop moving forward, don't go backwards. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Because I believe when, when that, that, uh, time when you're in a fog and everything is so confused, confused, and you don't know what to do, and, you know, maybe all hell is breaking loose. I believe we were, we are supposed to still stay, um, stay confident that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. Because that's, a fog is not a no. A fog is just the devil is at work. <laughs> and so what we need to do is just stay positive and stay in the love of God. You know, stay with God. Don't leave God. Because things are not moving forward, but stand still. Sometimes God is in the stillness. He's in the dark places. You know, don't despise dark places. You know, when darkness comes and things are not uh, going well, just stay with God. Stay in the love of God. And know that God is going to deliver you out of where you are into something better. Amen. So uh, there is a clearing you know how it is when it's foggy. And then if you keep watching that fog or sooner or later, even if it stays foggy all day, at some point that fog is going to start to separate and the clearing comes. And so always stay with God no matter what, okay? Even if you made a mistake and you got yourself in big trouble. We talked about yesterday how people cause trouble on them on, on their own selves. But God still got them out of the trouble. He delivered every single one of them. And he will do it for you and me. Amen. Hallelujah. So a lot of people start with God. And I think this is what God wants us to understand today. A lot of people start with him, but they don't finish with him. They start strong, and they don't finish strong because of the fog or because of complications, because of the storms of life. They start to think God is not with them, or they start, do you know how it is? The devil tells you all sorts of things, anything but God will uh, bail you out. 
You know, he will tell you anything that's not good. But God is with us. The Bible says there's a mighty, terrible one. Now, why is he with us as a mighty, terrible one? To fight your enemies. Amen. It just makes so much sense. And so God will deliver us out of every temptation. He'll deliver us out of every bit of problems, every bit of trouble, no matter how. uh, Even if we cause it, he doesn't care. God will help us to finish strong. Amen. And so God doesn't want you to barely finish. This is why people backslide. They backslide. They start strong and they backslide because they don't think this ain't God. Or God told me to do this. Or God told me to do that. You know, they get entangled with the world. And the Bible says not to be entangled in the world again. Meaning when God pulled you out of the world, he delivered you out of that. Don't go back to it. If nothing's happening and you feel like you need to do something, pray. You know, go into your prayer closet. You know, uh, spend an hour or two with God. Tarry with God for an hour. Turn the TV off. You know, but the fog will clear. And God will deliver you every single time out of every bad place every storm passes amen hallelujah so we need to be determined to finish our course we must finish the course you cannot go backwards you know people go backwards they backslide they quit and they say and then they say it was never god that wasn't god you know they'll say whatever come whatever makes them feel better amen but because of when the storm comes and there's uh, confusion and a lot of bad whatever it is just stay with God he's coming to deliver you amen he will deliver you and set you free every single time so we need to stay focused and keep our eyes on Jesus don't move your eyes off God you know Peter looked away from Jesus for a minute and what happened when he was walking on the water with Jesus he looked away for a minute. He, he got distracted by the storm. And so God is saying in this hour to his people, do not get distracted, but focus on him. Amen. And stay sure-footed. You know, when you get out and you just um, start to just try to do it your way, the devil's waiting on you. That's all I can say. And so uh, we need to just be faithful to god this has nothing to do with man this is about me and god you and god and it has nothing because god is teaching us he's increasing our knowledge increasing our wisdom but he's also showing us that he care about us he loves us and we're number one on his list amen amen and he will never leave us nor forsake us he, he has no plans to abandon us at all. Amen. No plans to abandon us. And so we need to trust God, trust him more and more with every situation. No situation is too hard for God. When you're walking in his will, everything is guaranteed. 100% guaranteed. Amen. Hallelujah. It's like a check that you can take to the bank. amen and i believe all god's checks are blank you fill them in amen you fill them in whatever you want 
but you have to make a decision. See, this is a decision that you make. You have to make a decision to trust God all the way. And don't stop in the, at the end of your walk with God. Don't stop in the middle. Don't back up. You keep going forward in Christ. Amen. Go forward in power. Go forward in your authority. Because God has given us already the necks of our enemies. Your enemies are defeated already. Amen. But if you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus, if you don't know that you have this authority, amen, if you don't know that you've been given this authority, if you don't know that you're in covenant with God, if you're born again, you're in covenant with him. Amen. And it's the same covenant that he cut with Abraham. Abraham is your father. I'm the daughter of Abraham. Amen. And I deserve everything that that covenant allows me. And so what we need to do is we need to act like we know who we are. Stop acting like the world. Amen. Stop acting like the world. When you get born again, all is lovely. And then, you know, some people think they can go back to normal living. Well, I'm born again. I belong to God. And they think they can just live any kind of way. Not true. (laughs) Amen, sister. (laughs) When you get born again, you have to change. It's look at it like this. It's a journey. It's a journey with Jesus from the day you are reborn until the day you leave this earth. And there's no uh, margin for going backwards, no margin for backsliding. It's no margin for doing things on your own. It's no margin for um, have doing your will or somebody else's will and not your own. You put God first, amen, and you obey him. And so you're on this journey. The journey has a starting point, which I said is salvation. And then it ends wherever it, it never ends because it goes on into eternity, to be honest with you. It's a lifelong assignment, your walk with God. Amen. And it has no early retirement. Now, I know a lot of people who have retired already. Amen. But our journey with God has no early retirement. Hallelujah. You have to walk it out to the end. And you don't quit. You don't stop. You stand having done all. Amen. There's no stopping point until you leave out of here or Jesus come back, whichever comes first. But we we have to take a, a bold stand for God. And you're going to make some people mad. Amen. Just understand that. In fact, everybody's going to be mad because you are doing a new thing. Amen. I mean, everybody's going to get mad at you. Amen, sister. The local church going to have your head on a platter. They'll be hunting for you. I mean, I'm just telling you what I went through. I mean, everybody's all of a sudden interested in what you're doing now. Because you got saved. (laughs) Before you knew Christ, nobody was thinking about you. But, you know, the devil, he puts he puts everybody on high alert. Go go seek seek after this sister. Amen. We need you. We want you. We love you. Not true. Not true at all. Amen. (laughs) So as we walk with God, 
we find out that there are, are different levels of living. And this is what the Lord was showing me <clears throat> the other day, and I was just writing some things down. Now, there's different levels of living. We know that because everybody lives at their level or whatever level you settle for. Amen. But there's different levels of uh, achieving, and there's different levels of moving into what God has for you. There's different levels of living. Some Christians stay at a certain level for so long because they don't realize that they can go to a higher level. Are y'all here today? And I think this is what God wants us to understand. You don't have to stay at the same level that I'm at or whoever. You can move to a higher level anytime you want to. Amen. It is God's will for you to go to the highest level. Amen. Hallelujah. And the way you go to the highest level is walking in the spirit. Amen. Doing the will of God. Hallelujah. Staying close to God. Hallelujah. Doing whatever it is that God has told you to do. You can go to a higher level anytime. But, but you have to walk in faith. See, walking in faith takes you to a higher level. Living that faith, the life of faith takes you to a higher level. Walking in the spirit takes you to a higher level. See, and this is why you, you understand now why some people don't go to a higher level. They quit. You standing. Yeah, I'm standing. And they they don't move to a higher level because they don't do what it takes to go to a higher level. But see, God's given us everything that we need to go to a higher level. You know, if you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can go to a higher level. Amen. You can just pray yourself happy. Amen. You can preach yourself happy. You can... um uh, worship yourself happy, praise yourself happy. You don't have to stay at one level. You can go as high as you want to go, and and Jesus will go with you. Amen. But what what does Nat, what does man do? Let me tell you what man does. Man looks at where somebody else is and say, I want to I want to be where she is, not understanding that you can go as high as you want to go in God. Amen. And so they look at somebody else's life and they say, well, I want to do what she's doing. I want this job. I don't want my job. My job's boring. But see, God, whatever God gives you to do, every assignment, I put it like this. There's not one assignment that's more important than another. Amen. There's not one job in the church. I'll just bring it on down to the natural. That's more important than another one. You can go as high as you want to go, but you might stay at that same job until you get 87. You understand what I'm saying? See, in other words, the job that you, you do for God, it doesn't mean it, he doesn't classify that with who you are. If you clean in the bathroom, you still, you can be on the high, highest level. And so people, in other words, people need to quit looking with their carnal eyes. It will, it will trip you up every single time. Amen. God has some of the best toilet cleaners. Amen. Amen. Under the rim. Everything. 
April's April's sitting back there laughing because she she remembers when I went in there and I said, April, that's not how you do a toilet. You do it like this. And she was looking at me and I'm saying, what is she looking at? I didn't have a glove and I didn't care. (laughs) So April said, what's wrong with this lady? (laughs) But you remember, didn't you, April? (laughs) See, that was many years ago. But that's that's to the highest degree. Amen. Hallelujah. Telling you. And I'm so thankful because I remember when I used to get mad about that kind of stuff. You remember? I used to get mad about that. But it's like whenever I feel led, that's what I go and do. I say, oh, the toilets are done. Amen. And all it does is it gets the devil away from you, if I can put it like that. It keeps you humble, but it also keeps you in the love of God. Amen. Praise God. So let's see. Some Christians stay at the lower levels. You don't have to. Well, they won't let me do nothing. Now, that's the other thing. They won't let me do nothing. You do whatever you want to do. You're a free agent. Amen. You're a free agent. And so you go with, with God's flow, not man's flow. I don't ever want to get entangled with man's insanity again. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't want that ever again. So now here's some things, uh, guidelines, and I'm just calling them guidelines. It was just me and God, and I was taking notes. And it's living by faith, and there's some guidelines to follow So that you can stay in the will of God or walk in the will of God. Amen. But there's some things that you need to know. Living by faith. I already told you. Number one is living by faith. It's a lifestyle. And it causes you to complete your assignment. And live in the will of God. See, when people are walking by faith, they don't quit. That's all I'm saying. You don't quit. Amen. You walk in the will of God because you walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. And that's top level living. Amen. The Bible tells us to contend for the faith. And and let's go to Jude 3. Back of the book, Jude 3. Amen. Top level living is walking by faith. And not by sight. Because you see what God sees. You believe what God believes. Amen. You see with spiritual eyes. You don't see the roadblocks in front of you. or You don't see what the devil is doing. But you see what God sees. I mean, you, you know, you don't see in the natural where things don't look like it's moving. I'll put it like that. Or changing. See, we, we're always looking for something, looking for change. Just you have to, we, we're walking by faith and not by sight. You have to know things are changing, whether you see them change or not. Amen. You just got to know. Hallelujah. So, uh, let's see, Jude 3, let me read that. Uh, it says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend. 
earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Amen. Now let me just go to four because this is kind of what I was thinking about. I touched on it a little bit, but I didn't want to go there. Verse four says, for certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, for this condemnation. Is that right? Ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord, God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what is Paul talking about? He's taught me, Jude, he's talking about uh, preachers, teachers that are fake. Amen. He's talking about wolves that come in and devour the sheep. He's talking about a false narrative, <laughs> if I can say that. Hallelujah. So it's, it's in other words, you beware. When you walk in faith and contend for the faith, you don't get fooled by the false. Amen. That's Shirley's addition. You are not fooled by the false when you walk in in, in faith faith because see faith open doors but faith is also revelation revelation and wisdom comes with faith and so you don't fall for the false and a lot of these people i'm not picking on anybody but if you can't open up a bible when you preaching to me i'm not gonna sit there amen i want you to show me so i can this is the only way to learn how else will we learn amen Hallelujah. Contend earnestly for the faith. That word contend means to maintain. It means to hold, to plead, to claim, to argue, to affirm, and to declare, to pronounce, and to state. So you have to contend for the faith. Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, 7, if you write that down, he says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I finished the race means when you finish the race, there's a victorious reward. If you quit, you don't get nothing. Amen. So you have to stay in the race. What race? Remember this journey I'm talking about that you're on with God when you get uh, born again. Every day is a walk with Jesus. Amen. And you have to stay on that road to finish. And that's the prize. The prize is knowing along this, this journey, the prize of the goal is knowing Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that's the prize. But many are on this road that don't know that. Because they've never met him um, face to face. On the inside, they, their hearts have not been touched by him. Amen. And so you stay on in this race until you get everything that God has for you to get out of. It. And that's including a personal relationship with, with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Know who they are. Know who the Father is. And settle for, don't settle for less. Don't quit. 
Don't look to the left. Don't look to see what other people are doing. You just obey God. You just do what God told you to do. Amen. And let every devil just get mad. Amen. Because I'm telling you, when you find the real thing, people get mad. And it's very strange, but that's just the way it is. Amen. When I, I was in a, a traditional church, nobody cared. Nobody cares, Nikki. Nobody cared. <laughs> they didn't care. But when I, when I started to, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and, and joined up with the prophetic ministry, all demons were on alert. Just the way it is. I can't explain it any other way. But what do you do? You keep, you stay on this journey. You keep going. Keep going forward with God. Amen. And just let the devils, and then turn around and cast them out. I was going to say just let them do what they want to do, but cast them out. That's the problem. They don't want you to understand that you have power to cast them out. Hallelujah. Amen. See, now you know why they're all on on anger alert. Well, she might come after me. See, the devil knows how powerful we are. We don't really know, but the devil knows. He knows that God's people are powerful. You know, though everything that you read in this Bible is true. I've given you the necks of the enemy. I've given you the keys to the kingdom, the power to bind and loose. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth or whatever, whatever you release on earth is released in heaven. Heaven can't do anything for you. You got to do it yourself, but they back you up. Amen. Because you have the authority and you have the power. But do you think the devil going to sit up and tell you you got power? Mm-mm. Going to tell you you ain't nothing. You ain't nobody. You you don't have nothing. That's a, Then they turn around. Oh, oh, where you going is false. You know, that's the way it always is. Amen. They got, he's, he, the devil has to tell you something to make you stop on this journey so just get ready for it amen hallelujah and then turn around and cast that devil out that's what you do romans 1 16 let's go there hallelujah romans one sixteen. I feel like I just left here when I was just standing up here a couple hours ago. (laughs) My goodness. These days are getting shorter and shorter. All the more reason that we need to stay in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Okay. Romans 1, 16. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. This is Paul talking. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes see this is for believers for the jew first and also for the greek for it for in it this verse 17 for in it the righteousness of god is revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith amen are you just yeah you justified you're redeemed and you're justified by Jesus, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. 
And so the just must live by faith. There's no other way to live. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, what is faith? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In other words, you don't need evidence to believe what God has said. Every promise in this Bible is yes and amen. You don't have to see it like Thomas to believe it. Amen. If, if you had to see everything first, then that's not, you don't need faith. That's not faith. Faith is believing whatever, whatever God says you can have and then you go after it because you know it's yours. Amen. Hallelujah. So, okay. So number two, another guideline. What was the first one? It was faith. Amen. Praise God. And then this one is, uh, uh, the second guideline for finishing strong is to walk in the spirit. In other words, follow the leading of the spirit. So being led by the spirit. Don't allow your mind or your thoughts to dominate you. That's how you walk in the spirit. You, you follow God's voice. You don't follow the latest trend. You don't listen to what the people are saying in the world. Amen. The Bible says don't even be a part of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so a renewed mind walks in the spirit of God. It doesn't get involved in worldly stuff. It doesn't get involved in the latest, uh, how, how is I, um, the word on the street is the word on the street. <laughs> so when you walk in the spirit, you don't get involved in the word on the street. Amen. Hallelujah. Did I read it? Oh, first Corinthians. Well, first Corinthians two. Sorry about that. Just flip over. First Corinthians two, verse 14. And it says for in fact, let's see, wait a minute. I got the wrong thing. Got 12, 2.14. It says, but the natural man, and this explains what I'm saying, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Y'all got that? See, it. you have to have a spiritual mind and a spiritual understanding to even understand spiritual things or what God is saying. See, this is why people get frustrated and they just go do their thing. It's because they feel like outsiders. But if you just be quiet before the Lord, you don't have to be a scholar. Just get quiet before the Lord and let God lead you. He knows how to lead his people even in the most normal, natural ways. You can see a a commercial or truck going by. God can speak to you. I mean, he's spoken to me in all those kind of ways. So don't think you have to be on a top level or a high level for God to speak to you. There's the devil again. He will speak to you even in visions and dreams. He knows how to talk to his people. He knows how to reach you. Amen. And so let's see, where did, 
so the natural man or the, your natural understanding does not receive the things of the spirit. In other words, your carnal brain, how's that? Does not understand spiritual things. But they can and they will just don't give up and don't quit. Amen. Okay. And if you thinking like the world, this is the reason why most of the time you don't understand spiritual things because you think like the world. But Romans 12, 2, if you write that down and we all know it, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Learn down, learn to cast down all of this reasoning. Amen. See, uh, hum, natural human thinking, this is why we need to walk in the spirit. You're going to try to figure out everything. Natural human thinking will, will try to make a natural, I'll put it like to solve a natural argument when it's already solved. But it's always going to look for something different. But, there's always a but. There's no buts in the kingdom. It just is. It's fact. It's truth. Truth is a fact, uh, not fact, but it's truth. And so when you start trying to figure things out with that carnal mind, instead of going, getting in your Bible, trying to figure out, oh, okay, God, explain this to me, you're going to get a carnal answer every single time. And there's no truth to it. It may seem like truth. And there may be a portion of it that's true, but God didn't answer. He doesn't answer us in a carnal fashion. Amen. He answers the way he wants to answer, and he's a spiritual God. And so are we. We're spirit beings. And so God is training us every day. Now you see why I'm calling this a journey with Jesus, a walk, because every day we learn more and more. Every day. And then when we come to uh, a dry place where God is there, cry out to him. He solves all of these things. But no, this is the thing. Nothing is too hard for God. Nothing. There's not been a problem invented that he can't handle. Nothing is impossible with him. Sometimes it looks like it can't get any worse. And I agree. I feel like that a lot of times. But God has reassured me that he has answers to every difficult situation. And I believe that. Amen. And I'm banking on it. Amen. And I won't put my faith in anything else. Hallelujah. Amen. I can't, I can't go backwards to the world. I can't. Not for answers. I have to keep on moving toward God. Amen. For my answers. For everything. Let's go to Proverbs 20. And let me speed it up a little bit. Proverbs 20 verse 27. It says, The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord. Searching all the inner depths of his heart. The spirit of a man is the lamp or the light. Why? Because God speaks to your spirit. And and then he expects you to listen to your spirit, man, and be guided by your spirit. He doesn't speak to, you know why this is in there? Because to let you know he don't speak to your flesh. 
It didn't say the mind of a man is the lamp of the Lord. Didn't say the brain of a man. It said the spirit of a man or your heart. Not the mind. Not anything else. Searching all the inner depths of his heart. So we are filled with the Holy Spirit. So let your spirit man be enlightened or enlighten you or guide you. Let it dominate you. Let it overcome where you know nothing but what your spirit is telling you. And you don't, you don't want to hear what the word on the street is. First, first Corinthians. Let's go back to first Corinthians verse, uh, chapter three. Thank you, Lord. Chapter 3, let's see, verse 18, hallelujah. And it says, let no one deceive himself. See, you can deceive yourself and blame it on the devil. Devil said, I didn't have anything to do with that. Let no one deceive himself, that's good. (laughs) If anyone among you seems to be wise in his age, Let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolish with God. God, this, this writer is saying this. He's saying, if you have worldly wisdom, not saying that you dumb and don't get it right a lot of, most of the time. That might, may be true. But if you have the wisdom of the world, It's worth it to you to trade that in, drop it and trade it all in and be foolish for the wisdom of God. Amen. Well, that didn't go over well just with a couple people. But the wisdom of the world is not worth it. You need you need spiritual knowledge, spiritual understanding. That's what's going to get you over. That's going to that's what's going to see you through this journey. Amen. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. See, wise, that word wise doesn't really mean what you think it. That means, you know, people who are wise. You know who was wise? They call wise the, the sorcerers and the soothsayers. Amen. Hallelujah. And he catches them in their own craftiness. Because, see, they don't have spiritual wisdom. They don't have the wisdom of God. They have the fake stuff, scheming, arrogant, cunning, and deceptive, that kind of wisdom. That's what the worldly wisdom is. Although you may not see it like that, but this is the thing. That's where it always winds up, worldly wisdom. But the wisdom of God, there's nothing better. Amen. You know all things. You know all things. There's no, no substitute. Amen. So it's always good to have godly wisdom instead of being wise in your own eyes because there's craftiness. What did it say? Um, For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness, scheming, arrogance, cunning and deceptive. And so it you'll deceive. That's why you'll deceive yourself. It says, let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in his, in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. Get the real wisdom. Amen.
The third thing we'll talk about. God wants us to continue on the right path and stay in the center of God's will and go to a new level in him. Follow God's plan and purpose for our, for our life. So he wants us to stay centered in his will. That's number three. Let's go to Psalm 127. I think we'll find something in there to back up the statement. Psalm 127. It talks about unless the Lord build the house. I haven't found it yet, but I'm getting there. Unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. I'm still, my pages are still sticking together. Okay, verse 1. It says, unless the Lord build the house, they, some of them say, who built the house, labor in vain. Or they labor in vain who built it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Amen. In other words, you're not doing anything, staying up worrying and being concerned. See, that's vain. You cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you and you turn over and go to sleep. Amen. Because in the book of Matthew, I think it's the sixth chapter, fifth or sixth, it says, you won't grow one one cubic from worrying. Worrying won't put money in your pocket. It, it won't fill up the bank account. So go to sleep. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord, unless the Lord guard the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. We need to follow God's blueprint. He's already done a blueprint. We're trying to do a blueprint. Well, God don't want you to. He don't need it. It's important to follow his lead and pursue his plan and his purpose. Look, he has a blueprint for life for everybody. Everybody. There's a blueprint for your life. And it's important for us to follow that. You know, we're, we're, look, it's, this is why. Well, God don't want me to do nothing. Your life ain't your own. Amen, Nikki. Your life is not your own. It don't belong to you. You're born again. You made that. That was the great exchange. Was was your life a life for a life? And and that's the deal. So you don't get to make uh, decisions like that. Now God doesn't. You're free. You know, you're a free person, don't get me wrong, but you still have to make sure that you're in the will of God. Who wouldn't want to be? Amen. Okay, number four, next guideline is uh for this long life journey. This is so, these little tidbits are supposed to make you think so you don't quit because you're on a journey. Uh, let's see. Walking in peace. The peace of God, which is the fruit of the spirit. 
Now, everybody in your life, you must have fruit. Amen. The Bible said to be fruitful and multiply. So we're to be fruitful. And there's supposed to be fruit in your life. And so when you get born again and then you start to live for Christ, a lot of old fruit gets thrown out like anger, bitterness, uh, unforgiveness, that kind of stuff. That fruit is rotten. It gets thrown out and in the fruit of peace, love, joy, it's replaced like that. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is how you have everlasting strength. You start trusting in God and everlasting strength. These, this fruit of the spirit strengthens you. The bitterness, unforgiveness, anger, that stuff tear you down. Amen. That's right next on the list of drugs and alcohol. Amen. Because it tears you down. I'm telling you the truth. But when you have the fruit of the spirit, love, peace, joy, long suffering, uh, what's another one? Y'all don't know. Patience, meekness, kindness, all those things. When you operate out of that, that gives you strength. Because it works with your spirit, man. It builds you up. The other stuff tears you down. Amen. Amen. And these are the kind of things, the fruit, having the fruit in your life. This this is the kind of stuff that causes you to finish strong. Amen. There's a lot of things we can do. Let's go to Galatians 5. There's a lot of things that we can do to keep... Um, to finish strong and not quit quit God. Stop serving him. Galatians 5.22. I'm getting there just a second. My pages are sticking together. I should have bought my raggedy Bible. It, it works all the time except for the book of Romans. <laughs> Other than that, it's, it works real good. Now I lost my page. Just a second. Okay. Galatians 5. What did I say? 22. Still sticking. All right. 522. All right. And it says, no, that's not the one I want. Wives, submit to your husbands, although that's a good one. Say that again. Oh, you know what? I'm in Ephesians. Galatians. Yeah, that was good. See, I was about to be stoned. That's why God helped, God helped me find the page. Mm-mm. Submit what? Do what? Wives, submit to your husbands. <laughs> Let me just, I'm so glad I found the correct scripture. All right, 522. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy. For all of you that don't remember them, write them down. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, verse 23, self-control. That's a good one. And it says, against such there is no law. 
There is no law against you operating in the gifts and the fruit. No law. Nobody can stop you. So you must operate in what God has. See, this is God's roadmap. This is his blueprint for our lives. It's already, everything's already done for us. All we have to do is just follow him. Amen. When we operate out of the fruit of the spirit, we are not interested in having our way. Why? Because there's no more bitterness, anger. Now, let's get something straight with anger. It's not a sin to be angry. It says be angry, but sin not. It's when you hold on to it, and then it becomes bitterness. The Bible says God is angry at the wicked every day. He's He's not happy with wicked people. And he does get angry in, in the, when you read about the children of Israel. They, they angered him so much because they didn't do none right. They did everything the opposite of what he said. They want to stone Moses. I mean, they did it all. And so it's not a sin to be angry. It's a sin to hold on to your anger. Because people go make you angry. Period. Amen. But when you hold on to it and then it turns into bitterness and unforgiveness and all that stuff, just take it to God. Amen. Let him heal you. Amen. Let him heal you. So we operate, when we operate out of the fruit of the spirit, it's everything, it's the great exchange. You know, everything evil and mean is exchanged for everything ripe and sweet and good. Amen. And so this is what we're supposed to live out of. We live out of the fruit of the spirit. Amen. So let's see, number five, another guideline for finishing your journey and staying, finishing strong is, uh, let's see, seeking his face. Seek the Lord's face every day. Don't go a day without seeking his face. God, I love you. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for blessing me. Bless my mother. Bless my father. Say something. You know, acknowledge. Acknowledge him every day. That's in Isaiah 55. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55 and verse 6. Okay. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Are y'all here? Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thought. Amen. Let him return to the Lord. And he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Are y'all here? He will abundantly pardon. See, he don't put people back on the cross like we do. Why? Because God is great in mercy. Amen. Hallelujah. And I need all of it. Verse 8 says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. And my thoughts, your thoughts. So you see, God is higher. He thinks higher. His ways are higher. Now you see why God wants us to come up to a higher level. He's, he doesn't want to keep coming down where we are. 
He's saying, come on up. Amen. You can elevate yourself by renewing your mind. He can't talk to you when your mind is still with the word on the street. Amen. It's easier for him to talk to you when you are where he is. Amen. Hallelujah. His thoughts are not your thoughts. For the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than yours. God's ways supersede our ways every single time. They supersede. They overshadow our ways. They surpass our ways. God's thoughts and ways exceed and upstage anything we can ask or think. Upstage, supersede, overshadow. God's thoughts are better, higher than ours. And so I don't know why we keep, we keep God on a lower level. He doesn't deserve to be on a lower level because he's not there. It's on a higher level. Amen. So seek in the Lord's face. Number six is another guideline for finishing strong is to allow God to transform you into his image. Well, why would I want that? Because you were made in his image in the beginning. So you want to smell like him, look like him. You want to do what he does. You don't want to be in the image of anybody else, do you? Amen. Let God transform you. How? By renewing your mind. Get your mind renewed and think on things that are better. Think on a higher level. Philippians 4, 8. Let's go there. I'm almost done. Philippians 4, 8. 4, 8. Here we go. Let me just go to 6. Because I see something, I it fits in. Be anxious for nothing. That means don't worry about stuff. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, as petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Amen. So peace comes from God, and God wants you to have his peace. He's not hiding it from anybody. You can go to him and get his peace at any time. Okay, verse 8 is the one I want. Finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, Whatever things are of good report, not the evil report. Quit, quit. In other words, quit repeating negative evil report. If there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy about it, meditate on those things. Amen. A good report. Hallelujah. The the two spies came back. Well, the 12 came back. Ten had a negative report, and they died in the wilderness. But Joshua and Caleb came back with a good report. Amen. They said, we are well able to take the land. But the ones that brought a negative report, 
like a negative report from a doctor. We know what we don't see when you walking in faith, faith doesn't deny the reality of things, but it, it denies the disease. It doesn't deny what the doctor is saying, but it's, it's not receiving it. It's not receiving what the doctor says. It's not receiving that evil report. So it understands. See, and that's why people are always calling people that walk in faith crazy because they are so carnal. They don't get it. You, we're not denying what's real. We're denying the disease and we're denying and we're, we're retracting retracting those words that came out of the doctor's mouth. We have to retract them and take them out of the atmosphere by the power of binding and loosing. Amen. And so you do whatever you have to do to fight the devil because that's one way he gets us is through the evil report. But it says here, whatever things are good, things are pure, good, lovely, of good report. If there's any virtue praiseworthy, thankworthy. It says meditate on these things. Don't meditate on the evil report. Don't meditate on the evil report of the doctor. Amen. Meditate on the good report from God that says by Jesus stripes, you are already healed. Amen. Hallelujah. May, even though you still have symptoms, you healed anyway. And see, we need to start speaking up, telling the devil, look, I'm healed anyway. Because it don't go by how I feel. It don't go by my symptoms. I, I take authority over those. But it goes by the word of God. And that word says that by Jesus stripes I'm already healed. So that's what you do with the evil report. And you make a good report out of it. Amen. And this is uh, one way that you'll finish strong. If you uh, start believing every evil report you won't finish strong you'll quit amen so resisting the devil and pressing forward this is number seven did i give you number six right okay number seven resisting the devil and i just told you how to do that resist the devil and he will flee first peter five let's go there i only have two more i'm done First Peter five verse eight. It says, Be sober. That means spiritually alert. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. See, if you don't know what God has said about you, you'll fall for that. You'll give in to that. That, And then fear, fear will come upon you. And that's why this scripture says, be spiritually alert. Be, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, wants to come and sift you like wheat. He comes as a raging, roaring lion <clears throat> with no teeth. And that's the thing. And so you have to know and understand that you still have authority. Why do you think uh, Daniel was thrown in the lion's den and they didn't bother him? They stayed in their corner. He stayed in his. Amen. Hallelujah. So you can devour him. Resist him and be steadfast. Resist the devil and he must flee. See, a lot of times when we get attacked by the devil, we don't resist. 
we just say, Lord, have mercy. That ain't right. But do you resist him? Bind him and make him let go of your situation. Resist him steadfast in the faith. In other words, stay in faith. Don't depart from your faith, from your boldness. Use your authority and make him back up. Amen. Hallelujah. Christians must be spiritually alert. Amen. Take an assertive stance against the adversary and his operations. You have to take a stand. And see, a lot of times the devil is so cunning, he does it in an under, underhanded way. And you don't know what's going on until you're dizzy. <clears throat> but he likes to hit Christians from the blind side. But if you stay spiritually alert, he cannot, he can't surprise you. Amen. Cause he don't surprise God. God is not surprised by none of this stuff. And he's not impressed. And he's not afraid. And he's training us <clears throat> to be the warriors that he, he knows that we already are. He's given us the necks of our enemies. He's given us dominion. He says, you take dominion. There's nothing I can do about it now because we've given you the authority. You take care of it. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. We want God to take care of everything. But you, that's why you pray, you bind, you loose, you use your authority over things. Amen. And it works. That authority works. Amen. Number eight and the last one, it says, live by the word of God only. Amen. <clears throat> and bear fruit. Learn to locate yourself by what you say. So live by the word of God. And that means you speak the word only like Jesus did. When the devil attacked him, what did he do? He gave the devil the word. He didn't say, I'm, I'm Jesus. You can't be bothering me. He gave him the word. Man shall not live by bread alone. He told him, if you, if you be God, turn those stones over there to bread. I think that's the one. He says, man does not live by bread alone, but by, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So Jesus knew how to handle him with the word. You do the same thing. Everything that he did, you do. You do. Speak the word only like Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew 12. Well, no, Matthew 4. Matthew 4, 4. Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. See, that's what faith will say. The commander said, Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word and my servant shall be healed. That's called great. He says, oh, I've not seen such great faith. It's yours. So some of this stuff, look, we know how to handle every situation that we get in. Amen. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm in Mark. <clears throat> Here we are. Verse four. It says, um, but he answered and said, well, let's, let's go to, let's start at one. Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now you say, you see, it says he was led up into the wilderness by the spirit. You know what that means to me? 
God does God is not surprised about any of this stuff. The Holy Spirit led him there and the Holy Spirit knew what he was going to do. God doesn't put us in any kind of situations that he doesn't already know we can fight our way out. Amen. He doesn't, he doesn't let, lead you into something that you can't handle. The Holy Spirit led him there and the Holy Spirit knew that he had the word in his mouth. Verse two. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. This is Jesus. And now when the tempter came, that's Satan, to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command those stones to become bread. But he answered and said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. In other words, we don't live by all of that stuff, but we live by the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's it's important how you communicate with the devil. You communicate him. I've heard people say, I just told him to get the H-E-L-L out of here. But that doesn't have any power. See, that's religion. And I told the devil, you ain't tell him nothing until you speak the word. Didn't it say speak the word only? Speak the word only. Because that's the only thing the devil is afraid of. Amen. And your words will be justified. By your, I'm sorry, by your words you'll be justified or by your words you'll be condemned. That's just how important your words matter. Your, your words can annihilate the, the enemy or your words can give him power. Amen. Cause you think it don't work. Amen. Let's go to Matthew 12. Let me just sneak this in right quick. Matthew 12, verse 36. It's but, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, and I, but I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Amen. Always look in the word. And find out what truth is. There is no other truth other than the word of God. Amen. Divinely, um, divinely given to man, recorded by man, but it's of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And there's people that don't believe that. Amen. But what, you know, you just keep, keep going for God. So that you'll finish strong. All these things and all these scriptures will help you stay with God and not quit. Because there's a, uh, God is preparing us for the final warfare fight. Amen. And we've already won this fight, but you have to stay in the battle. Stay in the battle. Amen. Don't quit. You're going to see the devil popping his head up against you a lot of different ways, but you can win. You have to fight back. Amen. It's time to fight back. Stand up and fight. Amen. I'm done. Father, we do thank and praise you for your word. Hallelujah. We just bless you and we thank you and we lift you up in the name of Jesus, who is worthy of all honor and praise.
And we thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. If there's anyone that needs prayer, I can pray for you before we go. Amen. Hallelujah.